we have been doing this for decades. We've been investing in our communities. Um, we have we have been in Colorado and loved Colorado before Colorado was a state. And we are excited to continue to do that for decades to come. Welcome to the Good and Grounded podcast, a project that our team at Ground Floor Media and Center Table created as a way to shed light on the biggest issues and needs in our Colorado community as a result of COVID-19. I'm Laura Love, founder of Ground Floor Media and co-founder of Center Table. And I'm Jim Licko, co-founder of Center Table with Laura. The Civic 50 Colorado honorees were announced last November, uh, and this award honors the top 50 most community-minded companies in Colorado. On today's Good and Grounded podcast, we're pleased to be joined by three of the honorees. Uh, Adib Khan, who's the Vice President of Corporate Social Responsibility and Executive Director of the Delta Dental Foundation of Colorado. Katie Bedard-Dell, the Community and Employee Engagement Coordinator at RK Industries. And Kayla Garcia, who heads up Community Affairs at Molson Coors. Now, before we get started, um, the Executive Director of B Civic and our friend Kirsten Vermolen had this to say about the three of you. These three are leading on critical fronts, including employee wellness, sustainability, and racial equity work. So Laura and I can't imagine a better group uh, to have to discuss the lively and timely topic of corporate social responsibility than the three of you. So it seems like this year, obviously, I can, it's an understatement that it's been a little bit crazy, but with the pandemic and the resulting economic downturn, and then certainly the social and racial justice movement really forced companies in Colorado and nationwide to make significant changes to operations, to strategies, and their relationships to all of their stakeholder groups. It seems like people, consumers, potential employees, um, investors, they became more aware, if it's fair to say, of how specific companies were or were not actually impacting societal change. And from our research and just talking to people who do what the three of you do, it seems that now more than ever, employees certainly have a stronger desire to be able to work for companies who are a force for good. And the financial markets seem to be reacting to these companies. So right now, it seems like it's a topic that's timely, and we're really eager to hear from the three of you. As we talked about uh, in kind of planning this, there's a lot of topics to cover here, but I want to start with a fairly broad question, and maybe um, I'll throw this to you first, Katie. Why does your company engage in corporate social responsibility? Um, what, what's, the, what's the reason behind um, having this higher purpose? Absolutely. Um, so RK Industries has been around um, for 50 years, and I think the company was naturally doing employee engagement and corporate social responsibility without really defining it per se. So several years ago, we set up RK Cares, which is our CSR programs. And under that, primarily what it is, is community impact and employee engagement. So it's getting our groups to volunteer in the community, supporting different nonprofits through the RK Foundation, and really just trying to make an impact where we live and work. And so that's the gist of it, really. And it's fairly simple when you think about it in the in that perspective, but it was just something the company was doing. We formalized it and and it made engagement and helps to build our company culture. And as our company, RK Industries, has expanded into Salt Lake and fairly soon into New Mexico, it just sort of broadens that reach and sort of making that connection back because the majority of our employees are remote. So we always need ways to connect with them, engage and give them opportunities to impact the community where they live. 
Awesome. And Kayla, I know Molson Coors has been heavily involved in the in the Colorado community for, for years and years. Um, tell us a little bit about Molson Coors' approach to CSR. Yeah. As the creators of product that enable togetherness, we know a big part of our communities is where we operate and where our products touch lives. So we consistently are finding more and more ways to invest in our communities. We're committed to our strategy for the people and for the planet. Um, but we have been doing this for decades. We've been investing in our communities. Um, we have we have been in Colorado and loved Colorado before Colorado was a state. And we are excited to continue to do that for decades to come. Um, for, for us, you know, our global sustainability work is so large that it is really kind of a whole area for us, particularly for our corporate social responsibility or for what I do, uh, falls under our community affairs. So with that is really our community investments, how we are engaging our employees in the community and how we are continuously showing up as good corporate partners in our communities. Awesome. Thank you. And and Adib, last but not least, I know you, you're the executive director of a foundation. So inherently what you do is, is um, you know, promoting giving back to community, giving back to individuals, but you also have that CSR title in your title. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the Delta Dental Foundation of Colorado. Sure. Yeah. And it's uh you know, it's an interesting organization. I've now been with Delta Dental of Colorado for over a year and a half. And what I think distinguishes us from many of our peers is that we are a nonprofit organization. We're a nonprofit enterprise. Uh, and we have a mission in which we're focused on achieving, which is to ensure that all Coloradans uh, have access to oral health care and that we are able to ensure healthy smiles across the state. And so Delta Dental of Colorado has been around for 60 years in the state of Colorado, guided by its nonprofit mission. And so that really affects how we approach everything um, because we're not necessarily uh, placing profit motive as our primary driver. And so in a lot of decisions, uh, we're evaluating multiple outputs and being able to consider what's best for the state, what's best for the community, what's best for um, our groups and our members across the state of Colorado. Uh, and then on top of that, we've created the Delta Dental of Colorado Foundation, which has now been in existence for 20 years uh, as an extension of our mission. And, and the mission of the foundation is really around oral health equity. So the foundation has the ability as a philanthropic agent to work in the community with nonprofit organizations, with our FQHCs, our federally qualified health centers across the state of Colorado, and even working more lately with policy and looking at our state and looking at how we can really create uh, new systems change that will help more people in Colorado have access to the healthcare that they deserve. Um, and so we approach it from a number of different lenses and it also creates a culture of leadership and engagement across the organization where people understand that, um, you know, we have a mission to fulfill. And so uh, it makes us kind of continually ask how we can fulfill that mission in the best way possible. Um, and so it's, um, it's a multi-pronged approach. We are engaged as a philanthropic partner through the foundation. We're engaged as a business leader and enabling responsible business practice uh, as a company. And we are striving to do what we can across the board on a very important issue uh, around oral health care. It's interesting to listen to the three of you because you represent foundation, you represent sort of a global workforce, and you also represent a remote workforce. So 
developing CSR programs for each one of those. I think, I think companies or individuals who are, who are challenged with this opportunity inside their own company of how to create one are often overwhelmed. Like, where do I start? Because it can seem somewhat daunting to start one from scratch if you haven't been doing it for 20, 60 years. So I'm going to I'm going to use you as the leaders that you are to say if you could give two to three pieces of advice to those who are starting a either a foundation or a CSR program within their company what pieces of advice would you give and Adib I'll just I'll throw it back at you since you just talked about you know specifically the foundation so if someone was considering starting a foundation in their organization what pieces of advice would you give to them yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of different ways to approach it. Um, you know, with some companies that are out there, it's sticking to what you know, and that's certainly been the case at Delta Dental of Colorado. We understand the oral healthcare industry. We understand oral healthcare on the whole, which is why our foundation has a focus on oral health equity. Uh, and so there's part of that where many of our industries obviously touch a number of issues uh, in the community that are social issues that we can address. Um, I think it really, to start a program for somebody new, I think it really uh, begins with understanding the passion of the people who work in your organization and where those passions lie. Um, and I think that that can really build a lot of momentum, especially for smaller organizations. Uh, one of the things we do at Delta Dental of Colorado, for example, is um, we don't try to instill a certain cause or issue onto our team members. What we do instead is each month we expose our team members to a different social issue and organization and how they're addressing that social issue right here in Colorado. And so it's really about sparking their passion, finding something that they want to give back to and giving them an outlet to learn about that organization, have a volunteer experience with that organization, potentially become a donor and incentivize their ability to donate with that organization. And we think that really connecting individuals with the things they care about is, is really important uh, as a society and part of our responsibility as a company. Yeah, I could not agree with that more. You can't get them inspired to do it if they don't believe in the, or are passionate about it. Katie, just thinking about you, you mentioned you have a lot of remote employees. So for companies or individuals that are looking to do this and have a remote employee base, any pieces of advice you would offer? Absolutely. When you first posed a question, the first thing that came to my mind was that any type of CSR program, it has to be authentic and it has to be relevant to the company. So while there's so many causes, and sometimes if you try to think of trying to do too much, it's almost you're not making the impact you want. So really it's it's aligning with things that make sense for your business or the people who work for you. So as an example, the RK Foundation, one of the things that we support quite a, um, a lot is education, but specifically in terms of trade education and workforce development and apprenticeships. That is something that's important to our employees. It's authentic to who we are. And it's an area where we actually can make an impact. The RK Foundation is celebrating our 10th anniversary this year. And we're relatively small in terms of our funding as a foundation, except that we can make an impact in the communities where we live and work. So that's really has been our focus and where we think that it, it's going to intersect with what's important to our employees as well as the company and the mission of the foundation. So I would say in terms of giving advice to somebody starting, it is just what really what makes sense. Uh, what's the focus? Is it sustainability? Is it DEI? Is it employee engagement, community give back? Kind of, you have to refine that 
And for me, in starting RK Cares, I took the approach of um, sort of building blocks because I knew it would be hard to do everything and build this whole program. So instead, just one building block on top of each other. First, it's the philanthropy. Second, it's um, a hardship fund, et cetera. So really starting that it was manageable and and then what was make sense and really sort of build on the impact of the RK Foundation, which was already established at that point. So this is just a, to dive deeper into yours. Yeah. You mentioned, um, you know, the education that you, you really for, you support the trade education and you are in various markets. Do you have individuals or organizations that come to you or do you, as RK Cares, pick the organizations based on employee feedback? It's a little bit of both, really. Um, RK has an apprentice program that is an accredited apprentice program. It's been around for 26 years now, and it's a four-year program that's free to employees that they will do um, after the work hours. So it's definitely a commitment. So we've partnered with certain entities, say, for instance, um, Emily Griffith, their technical college, they do great work and they have great programs. So we've done things where we've supported the programs they have in place and also been over there to do additional training. Or in some instances, we have our apprentice instructors do classes for high school students or meet with them. So we've done a lot of different things. There's some um, programs that we've supported financially. Um, there's one called the Master's Apprentice, where they take individuals who are looking for a career, who maybe didn't do well at school, were formerly incarcerated, whatever it might be. They're just getting on their path a little later. And their focus is a pre-apprentice program. So bringing individuals in and giving them really the knowledge that there's these great careers out there that don't involve college. And so it's us financially supporting them. But now, selfishly, it's good for us. We've hired several and they've been great employees because they're, they're super dedicated to this, to building a life. And, and a lot of times it's just us being able to work with organizations and groups and letting them know that there's all these great companies that are looking for great employees and it, it's a career path. Um, we've done a few um, support of the, I'm going to forget the acronym, but it's COSI, and it's a one-to-one -one match with the state of Colorado for scholarships. And so we've done that through Community College of Denver and also um, MSU Denver. And so there's been a lot of different avenues that we have gone in in terms of supporting trade education. And really within the last year and a half, the foundation has spent some time kind of looking at uh, one of our pillars is education. And that's just so broad. So we're looking to really refine as a small foundation, how can we make an impact in, in areas that are important to us? And so we won't, we've made the decision if it's sort of pre-K, elementary, even middle school, that's not really in our focus area. So we're putting our funds and our efforts towards um, post-college, post-high school and continuing education. So that's just one way that the RK Cares and the RK Foundation are working to make a difference in our community and in the lives of the employees that work for us and their families. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I know it's it gets complicated. <laughs> and, and Kayla, speaking of complicated, I mean, you're dealing with the global workforce. How? What kind of advice would you give someone who's looking to start a global program? Yes, it is. It is a little complex, especially, you know, to Katie's point and being authentic to your communities is so important and critical. 
And when you have a workforce that is all around the country and plus, um, it makes it difficult to want to be able to show up in your communities in an authentic way. And I would say, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of many others, but um, I'm guessing many companies, if they have not started a CSR program or have one, it is likely a small and mighty team doing a lot of work across um, the community or state or country, um, as ours is a awesome small and mighty team really working around our North America efforts. So I think for us, it really is defining our, our, our goals and our values and what we want to help move the needle or accomplish in our communities. And looking through that lens of, of that national or North America lens and kind of what do we need to accomplish? What can we accomplish? Then it really is, um, I'd say, having deep connections in our communities, but also really listening to what our employees' needs are as well. So kind of a, a multi-prong approach across all of this and, and knowing you know, our, our employees have been so involved in the community for decades. We have partnerships here in Colorado that are 30 plus years old, that our employees and their families and now their grandkids have really taken part as being their family traditions. And so we wanna to continue to maintain that, to maintain our relationships, um, while we also know that we need to continue to evolve and um, potentially add on some new programs and, and, and change some um, initiatives to continue to stay relevant, as we all found last year, um, if we're going to continue to stick with what we're doing, a year of the pandemic and the racial and social injustice has showed us that companies need to help lead the way in a lot of what we're doing in our communities. So we're going to stop the conversation here. We know we like to keep these episodes sort of short and quick hitting. The conversation we have with these panelists was so fruitful that we just didn't know what to leave on the editing floor for this one. So um, we turned it into two parts. Um, we're going to release them at the same time. So you can just go ahead and cruise right on through to part two if you'd like, or save it, listen to it at a later time. Uh, but continue listening because uh, we thought this panel was uh, amazing and deserved the time for two parts here.